Five minutes after six o'clock, it's your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program on this April 25th, the 17th of Nisan, day one of Cholomoid Pesach in Chutz Aretz, the second day in the counting of the Omer, and my name is Mayor Fertig. Nachum is off, and thank you for starting your Cholomoid with your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Shalom Lemmer with the Shira Choir singing Chad Gadya. That's available online. You can Google Shalom Lemmer, S-H-U-L-E-M-L-E-M-M-E-R, and Chad Gadya, and you should be able to find that with no difficulty, thanks to Dr. Google. And Moadim Lusimcha, everybody. A good Moed. Hello. It is JM in the AM for a Monday morning. No back to school. No, hopefully, back to work, although for some of you it is. Uh, I'm here, so hey, I, I, I get it. I understand. Anyway... Thank you for starting your morning. Thank you for starting your Chol HaMoed in Chutz Aretz, And thank you for starting your second day of Chol HaMoed in Israel with JM in the AM. It is the 25th of April, the 17th of Nisan, the second day in the counting of the Omer, the Adaf today, Kedushin Mem Hay. And before Chad Gadya, we heard Lo Amus from Ari Goldwag. 
Atabichartanu, a classic from Avraham Fried. Masecha Hashem from Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme, a little bit out of order because we decided to start with something for Pesach. Lo es avosenu from the Diaspora Yeshiva Band that we began with Moda'ani, our five-day-a-week, six-day-a-week opener from Regesh. My name is Mayor Ferdig. Nachum is off, and he will be back next week, Amir Tzashem, Matis Weingast, handling hosting duties here at JM in the AM tomorrow and the next day, God willing. I'm back on Thursday. And Friday is Yom Tov. There'll be no programming of the JM and the AM variety, as Nachum says. And then the following Monday, uh, travel day for Nachum, I'll be back here, God willing, from 6 to 9. So that's the plan for the next week or so. And we hope you'll uh, tune in and uh, help us help you celebrate Chol At 7.30 this morning, about an hour from now, by David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. And then later in the 7.30 half hour, we'll have a conversation with the amazing Jordan B. Gorfinkel about a new project he's working on. I've seen some early, uh, early bits and pieces of it, and I can't wait to see it. I'll give you a hint. It won't come to fruition fully before next Pesach. But you've got to hear about this. So stay tuned for Jordan B. Gorfinkel in the 7.30 half hour here at JM in the AM. Let's continue on this. Uh, well, actually, before we do that, let's uh, just talk about the weather for a moment, because why not? It is Cholomoid. People are off doing stuff. So we should tell you, 53 degrees right now. Cloudy skies here in Jersey City, New Jersey. We're expecting a high today of about 70, because these cloudy skies will be followed by partial clearing. Tonight, showers late tonight. Partly cloudy skies this evening giving way to those showers. Low near 55 overnight. And then for tomorrow, we are expecting some scattered thunderstorms in the morning. Then mainly cloudy during the afternoon with thunderstorms likely then. Tomorrow, high 67. So if you're going to uh, Six Flags or anything like that, this seems like it would be the day to do it. Tomorrow night, the thunderstorms uh, in the evening, then cloudy skies overnight, low 46. For Wednesday, mostly sunny, a few passing clouds, but generally sunny, high of 66. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, low 47. Thursday, Erev Yom Tov, afternoon showers. We'll have partly skies in the morning, then giving way to those showers in the afternoon and a high of 59. And morning showers for the first day of the Chag. Rain showers early Friday with overcast skies later in the day. So uh, that's the uh, that's the Chol weather outlook. So uh, this is a good day to get out and do stuff because uh, the rest of the week uh, may be uh, wet on and off. Right now, winds out of the north-northeast at 4 miles an hour, 65% humidity. The pressure is steady at 30.04. And again, 53 degrees and cloudy here in Jersey City, going up to a high of 70 Whereas in the city of Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, 77 right now and sunny, and they're basically at the high for the day. And Netanya, again, 78 and sunny. So uh, that's the weather deal. JM and the AM for a Monday, 632. Let's continue with uh, music for the Chag, for Cholhamoid. Here is, uh, let's see, what were we about to do? Um, this is Uvoha Ovdim from Avrami Flam here at your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM in the AM. Al-Achas Kama Vakama, that was Yidl here at your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Before that, Minha Meitzar from Shlemi Gertner, Uvaha Ovdim from Avrami Flam. It is Monday morning, the 25th of April, the 17th of Nisan, the uh, first day of Chol Moed Pesach in Chutzlaretz anyway. And thank you for starting your day with JM and the AM. It is the second day in the counting of the Omer. My name is Mayor Fertig. Nachum is off today. Nachum's off all week, actually. Matas Weingast will be here tomorrow and the next day. I'll be back Thursday, Erev Yom Tov, and again on the following Monday as we head back to school and back to work. 6.47 here at JM in the AM Eastern Time. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're listening on the app, you can leave some comments there. We'd be glad to, uh, glad to check in with you that way. Maybe read some of those comments on the air. Let's see, is there anybody... Uh, I'll get to that after. Anyway, coming up at 7 o'clock, we hope to bring you the news from Israel, from Galitzal, the 2 o'clock hourly. Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk at 7.30. And in the 7.30 half hour later on, we will bring you a live interview, our conversation with Jordan B. Gorfinkel about a cool new project he is working on, always uh, working on something, that Gorf. So stay tuned, and uh, you'll hear about that. It actually is very cool. I've seen some of the beginnings of that project that he sent me, that he shared with me, and I can't wait to see the finished uh, the finished work. So let's continue this uh, Monday edition of JM in the AM with uh, Suki and Ding present Around the Year 4 with an all-star cast. Here is Pishu Lee at uh, your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. That was Suki and Ding with Around the Year 4 presenting uh, the uh, all-star cast with Pishu Lee. And uh, let's continue. Let's continue with Mordechai Ben David. Also words that we've been saying for the past couple of days. This is Vahaviosim. No, that's not right. That's not what we've been saying for the past. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let's see. Is that what we wanted to play? Nah. You know what? We'll play it anyway. I meant to play something else. Nah, live radio. 652 JM in the AM. Nachum is off. My name is Mayor Fertig. <laughs> Definitely not what I intended to play. Here is Mordechai Ben David from MBD and Friends, JM in the AM.
Safam at your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org. Hearing uh, Galit Sahal in the background. And uh, are we? Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, we're planning to bring you the uh, 2 p.m. hourly from Galit Sahal momentarily. Here at JM in the AM. Nachum Siegel is off. My name is Mayor Fertig. Moed, everybody. Moedin Lesimcha. Thank you for starting your Choho Moed with JM in the AM. Monday morning, April 25th, the 17th of Nissan. And here's the news. Boker Tov from JM in the AM. נשיא ארצות הברית ברק אובמה טוען שהתקופה בה אנו חיים היא השלווה ביותר בהיסטוריה, כלשונו. אם אפשר, אפשר לבחור מתי להיוולד, אז עכשיו, אמר אובמה, והודיע מנגד על שיגור מאות חיילים נוספים לסוריה. האיום הדחוף ביותר עלינו כעת הוא ארגון דאעש, וזו הסיבה שבגללה אנו מאוחדים ברצוננו לחסל אותו, אמר אובמה בירידת העשייה בהנובר שבגרמניה, והוסיף, החלטתי לתגבר את הכוח האמריקני המסייע לכוחות המקומיים להילחם בדאעש בסוריה. הפרקליטות הגישה כתב אישום נגד שבעת חברי התארגנות הטרור היהודים מההתנחלות נחליאל שבבנימין. מבית המשפט המחוזי בלוד, כתבנו ענבל תמיר. שניים מהנאשמים הם קטינים שמואשמים בין היתר בניסיון לחבלה חמורה בעקבות השלכת רימוני גז לתוך בית מאוכלס בכפר ביטילו. אחד הנאשמים הוא חייל צה"ל שמואשם שהחזיק ציוד צבאי ששימש לצורך פשעי השנאה. כתב האישום מפרט שורת מעשי אלימות נגד פלסטינים בהם השלכת בקבוקי תבערה, הצתות רכבים ותקיפות. נכתב האישום נכתב, הפעולות ביקשו לזרוע פחד ובעלה בקרב הפלסטינים. שני ילדים נפצעו בצהריים קשה ובינוני מפגיעת רכב בחיפה, מדווח כתבנו קובי מנדל. התאונה הקשה אירעה בשכונת ברגלים בחיפה כשרכב נסע לאחור ופגע בשלושה בני משפחה, ילד בן עשר וקרובת משפחתו בת ארבע עשרה שנפצעו קשה, ואימה של הנערה בת ארבעים שנפצעה קל. השלושה פונו באמבולנסים של מגן דוד אדום לבית החולים רמב״ם. קודם לכן בנשר משאית התהפכה על אוטובוס שהיה ריק מנוסעים ושלושה בני אדם נפצעו קל. כדורסל המאמן הישראלי דיוויד בלאט הוזכר כאחד המועמדים לאמן את לוס אנג'לס לייקרס, כתבנו שמואל מוניץ. מאמן לוס אנג'לס לייקרס ביירון סקוט פוטר מתפקידו אחרי שנתיים שהיו מהגרועות בתולדות המועדון. בדיווח ברשת ESPN הוזכר דיוויד בלאט ברשימת המועמדים לאימון הקבוצה שנפרדה בסוף העונה מקובי בריינד שפרש. כזכור בלאט הוזכר גם כמועמד לאימון קבוצות אחרות ובהן ניו יורק ניקס, כאשר ב-ESPN דווח שנשיא הניקס פיל ג'קסון עם ישראל יוצא לטייל בהכבישים פקוקים, הנה בני כבודי עורך התנועה הראשי בגלגלצ. כביש מספר 90 עמוס מאוד מצומת צמח עד טבריה בשני הכיוונים. בכביש מספר 65 יש עומס תנועה כבד מצומת הסרגל עד לצומת מגידו. כביש מספר 66 עמוס מאוד ממדרך עוז עד לצומת מגידו. כביש מספר 70 עמוס ממחלף עין תות עד צומת התשבי. כביש מספר 71 עמוס ממחלף נבות עד לצומת השיטה, וכביש מספר 38 יש עומס תנועה ממחלף שער הגיא עד לבית שמש, ובכביש תל אביב ירושלים יש עומס תנועה ממחלף שער 
גיא, עד מחלף שורש. עד כאן מגלגלצ. כתבינו גן ורון וטל זרביב מדווחים שכ-200 אלף מטיילים יצאו היום לטבע. פארק הירדן בצפון נסגר לפני זמן קצר בגלל עומס מבקרים. מזג האוויר למבלים, מחר תורגש עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות ויעשה שרבי. ולסיום, ילדים במכוניות, תבקשו מההורים להגביר את הרדיו, כי גם קופיקו מברך אתכם בחג שמח מפסטיבל המשפחות הגדול בבאר שבע. אז אני מאחל לכולם חג שמח, בריאות, שיהיה לנו שלום עולמי. שנאכל מלא בננה, שתמיד נברח משושנה, ושנגיע לירח, ושאברום לא יהיה קרח. הברכה המיוחדת שודרה בתוכניתנו עושים חג עם אפי בן אברהם והקומיקאית הדר לוי. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
צריך להכיר את זה.
Give 
Great Ben Sion Schenker with the great Andy Statman here at JM in the AM. That was Betzet Yisrael, or Betzet Yisrael, actually, they use that pronunciation. This is an album called Halel Vizimra, 20 original Hasidic medleys, composed and sung by Ben Sion Schenker with Andy Statman on the mandolin and clarinet, including seven songs for the Pesach Seder, and this was a 2014 release, and... Glad to bring you some of that. We might do a little bit more of that later in the show. Before that, we heard Ma'ashiv from Avraham Fried. We heard Behisha Amda from Yaakov Shweki starting things off after the Galit Sahal, 2 o'clock hourly from Israel. Stay tuned, or by David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk coming up. Jordan B. Gorfinkel joins us later in the 7.30 half hour to discuss an exciting new project related to the Pesach Seder. And uh, we'll have uh, a lot of information and uh, talk about the timeline for that which is uh, which is very out there and the whole project looks beautiful he sent me some of it i can't wait to uh, discuss it with him this morning my name is mayor Ferdig nachum siegel is off he'll be off all week matas weingast here tomorrow and wednesday i'll be back for erev yom tov thursday friday there's uh, no programming of the jm the am variety of course it is the chag and i'll be back monday for the back to school and back to work edition of jm and the am while Nachum has a travel day. J.M. and the A.M. for this Monday, April 25th, the 17th of Nisan, as it is the first day of Cholomoyed Pesach in Chutz Aretz, the second day in Eretz Yisrael, the state of Israel, the second day in the counting of the Omer, so if you haven't done that yet, you don't want to miss it so soon, <laughs> so be sure to do that. And uh, if you're uh, following the Daf Kedushin Mem Hay today, J.M. and the A.M. on this Monday, and let's continue with something really cool that came out just a couple of days ago online. This is Shalom Lemmer with uh, Shira, the uh, choir, and the Freilich Orchestra with Dayenu Kilo Na'e. It's online. You could get it at the website of the Freilich Band. Just Google Shalom Lemmer, S-H-U-L-E-M, Lemmer, and Dayenu, and you should have no trouble finding it. Here it is at JM in the AM.
Dear Who here at JM and the AM. That was a request. I'm glad to fulfill it here on this uh, Monday morning. Cholomoid Pesach. It's the first day of 
Chol Hamoid, the second day in the counting of the Omer, the 17th of Nisan, the 25th of April. Nachum is off all week. I'm Mayor Fertig, Matas Weingast here tomorrow, so be sure to tune in. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we bring to you the words of Rabbi David Goldwasser, the Zechonish Masar of Zev Ben Harav Yosef Halevi, and Esther Basar of Yosef Halevi. Good morning, Rabbi Goldwasser. Good morning. During these days of Yom Tov, our hearts and our minds turn towards the Beis Hamikdash, the future temple that will be rebuilt. It is interesting that the Rambam says in Mishnah Torah that the Beis Hamikdash will be built by man. In fact, he says, that will be one of the signs of Mashiach's arrival, the construction of the Beis Hamikdash. Rashi says, however, in Masech the Sukkah, that Hashem has already built the Beis Hamikdash. It's in existence in the heavenly spheres. It awaits the time when it will descend to the earthly world. On Pesach we say, Kel B'nai, Kel B'nai, Hashem, build the Beis Hamikdash. We repeat these words like a child who repeats his request to his mother again and again, pleading and begging. Similarly, we ask Hashem to build the Beis Hamikdash bimhera speedily. The third Beis Hamikdash will encompass both the first Beis Hamikdash and the second. Our words reflect this. We say, Kelbenei Hashem, rebuild the first Beis Hamikdash. Kelbenei Hashem, rebuild the second Beis Hamikdash. And then we say, build your house, the third Beis Hamikdash, soon in our days. A Belzechassad was once going to travel to Eretz Yisrael. Before his trip, he went to visit with the great Sadik. His Rav told him, When you visit the Kosel, count how many stones there are in the wall. The Chosid then left and did exactly as he was told. When he returned to the Belzerov after his trip, the first thing that he was asked was how many stones are there in the wall. The Chosid told the Belzerov the exact number. The Rav told him, You missed one stone. The Chosid who had gone to great lengths to get an accurate count, grasped immediately that he had not missed a stone for nothing. Rather, he hadn't been worthy of seeing the particular stone that the Belzerov had in mind. He left and began to do tshuva. He analyzed his deeds. He prayed for forgiveness. Sometime later, he visited the Kosel once again. This time, he counted the stones ever so carefully and discovered one additional stone. Elated, he ran to the Belzerov as soon as he returned home, and he told him that he had counted the missing stone. The Belzerov told him, This stone is an extraordinary stone. The stone that is first hidden from the eye is the stone that elevates all the prayers to the heavens. Let us hope that Jews throughout the world will merit to find the hidden stone, the opening to the gates of mercy. May Hashem Yisbarach accept all of our prayers for good, and may we hear of Besuras Tavos and Simchas by all of Klau Yisroel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a good moed. Thank you, Rabbi David Goldwasser. And uh, coming up, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, the man behind this...
J.M. in the A.M. That was Kid Zimra with uh, Matzah, I.I.I., J.M. in the A.M., 736 on this Monday morning, April 25th, the 17th of Nisan, day one of Chol HaMoed Pesach, Moedim L'Simcha, everybody. It is the second day in the counting of the Omer. If you, uh, if you forgot to do that last night, you can still, you can still uh, pull your irons out of the fire and save the situation just by counting the Omer. Um, I remember many years ago I forgot to count... Uh, I forgot to count, and then I realized I'd done JM the AM that morning, and it turned out that uh, a local uh, rabbinic authority said, you know what, you said the Omer on the air that morning so many times that for sure, um, for sure you are, you are good, and here we go, and uh, we have somebody on the phone who we are going to speak to in a moment, and uh, I apologize to him for that minor technical glitch. I forgot to press one particular button that was somewhat important, and uh, that problem that he just texted me about should be solved by now. Anyway, it is uh, it is Cholomoid Pesach, and uh, we are very glad to welcome to our phone lines a good friend of JM and the AM, a member of the Nahum Siegel Network staff, and one of the most creative, talented people I know. His name is Jordan B. Gorfinkel, and... Uh, Okay, let's see what just happened here, but uh, let's try to get uh, let's try to get Gorf on. Hmm, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me, Mayor? I can hear you. I don't know why you're on this fader as opposed to the other fader, but okay, we'll take it. Anyway, it's because I pulled an all-nighter and I'm fading out. No, I don't think it had anything to do with you. It probably had to do with me not having. Uh, <laughs> Not having internalized a particular factoid. Anyway, welcome to JM and the AM, Jordan B. Gorfinkel. Volker Tov, Moadim Simcha. Happy Passover, everybody. It's so wonderful to be here on the flagship, JM and the AM. <laughs> That's right. And you are, of course, uh, one of my colleagues on the uh, stunt show, on the rotating cast of characters that brings the stunt show to the Nachum Siegel Network audience every week. And uh, that's always a pleasure as well. You are. Uh, I, I'm trying to decide if I should let you recite your resume in the uh, cre- in the all of the different creative endeavors, or if I should give a thumbnail sketch. Um, I, I wouldn't want you to sound immodest. Put it that way. Um, I mean, there's just so much. Um, it, could I do it? Is that okay? I, I would be honored. Okay. There, so in your so tone. so here's here's my take on Jordan B. Gorfinkel's resume. Okay. First of all, he was once the editor <clears throat> at Marvel of Batman. He was Batman's at uh, DC. DC I'm sorry, you s- I right. see I messed it up already. Um, but yeah, you don't work there anymore. So it was all created by Jewish people, so it's all in the family. It's all good. <laughs> That's right. At DC Comics, Jordan was the editor of Batman. That's one thing. Okay. Then he, in my opinion, basically started the uh, Jewish acapella movement, um, building off what was going on on college campuses, brought it to Jewish music with the creation of Bitachon, which has spawned endless, endless, um, well, originally copycats, but now just really a whole new genre of Jewish music that is active and vibrant, and I I give a lot of the credit, uh, if not all of the credit, to Bitachon and Jordan B. Gorfinkel. So is that fair? Did I get that one right? Yeah, I would say depending on your orientation, yeah. you can either thank me or blame me. No, I love acapella. I really do. Oh, I do. I, I mean, do. The, the first the first Jewish acapella I think I was ever aware of was the one cut on the first uh, Kolachai album. 
um, which you have talked about as an inspiration, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Nar the, uh, the cover of the Pestel Stuckelderger written song that was popularized by Bacus and A.B. Rosenberg. Right. So that is... Um, wait, wait. I, say that again. It was popularized... Say that again. Explain that. Pessy, as I understand the story, Pessy Stokelberger was the name of a young lady who was part of NCSY right. in Toronto. And A.B. heard her melody somehow and took it or used it or obviously with permission, right. uh, reimagined it as what it became and recorded it with Vegas. And it became one of the standard bearer songs in Jewish music for all time. I never but knew. It's wonderful to give credit to a, a young lady for having written a very popular Jewish music song. I never knew that story. That's great. I might be getting some of the details wrong, uh, but the essence of it is correct. And you'll just have to get A.B. Rotenberg on the phone one of these days right. and ask him for the, uh, the the story from his perspective. Sadly, the phone is not ringing yet, but we're talking now, so I guess that's a good thing. All right, so so <laughs> Jewish Jewish acapella, uh, you uh, you were the producer and the uh, the brains behind uh, the Voices for Israel double uh, double album, two double albums actually. Uh, that were uh, in support of victims of terror in Israel, including the monster title track of that, um, and so many other songs that you uh, that you uh, brought in, invited guest artists around. It was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, collaboration and a wonderful, uh, wonderful production. Uh, so there's that. There's Kid Zimra. There's uh, there's other a cappella projects. And uh, in addition, you and there's there's much more. Let's stipulate that there's much more. Um, you are now working on a phenomenally interesting project that won't see the light of day, if I understand correctly, until next Pesach. Is that right? Tell us about it. Thank you, Mayor. First of all, the introduction was right on because the through line, the common denominator of all the different projects that you described is storytelling, storytelling in media. Mm-hmm. And my passion is to combine my skills in various different media, be it in comic books and graphic novels and cartooning. I'm also the cartoonist for the Jewish Week. I have a weekly Jewish cartoon that is published on the bottom of page four every week. It's not Dry Bones, that's the bottom of page six, Mm -hmm. on the bottom of page four. And uh, music and video and film and television and everything else. And I'm now embarking, God willing, on one of the most exciting and challenging projects of my career that is going to encompass and require all of the different media skills all coming together and coalescing into something that will be hopefully very inspiring and very profound. And that is, and this is the first introduction of this project to the mainstream audience, and it's my honor and pleasure to do it on JM and the AM. Okay, tell us about it. Passover... Haggadah graphic novel. The Passover oh, Haggadah graphic novel. That sounds it's so exactly cool. exactly what it sounds like. It's, you know how in regular, well, regular, in most Haggadot, mm-hmm. the Haggadah for those listening audience who are not celebra- celebrating Passover right now, which is probably uh, the minority, but nevertheless, it's the guidebook for the holiday of Passover. And it contains all the stories and the rituals and the order, the Seder, for the Passover Seder, which is the, the table ritual that we undertake for one or two nights uh, right. every Passover. So the Passover Haggadah graphic novel, whereas with traditional Haggadot or Haggadahs, you would have the English on the left and the Hebrew on the right. In this case, we're going to have the comics 
on the left <laughs> and the Hebrew on the right. That it sounds so funny when you say it, but of course there have been plenty. There have been n- not anything like this, but of course there have been illustrated Haggadot before. So it's it, it sounds irreverent to say the comics on the left, the you know the text on the right, but of course it's really not irreverent at all. It's just phenomenally creative, especially looking at some well, of the pictures that you sent me, some of the some of the b- frames that you sent me. Sure, sure. And in fact, one of the reasons that we're talking about this right now is we are launching a crowdfunding campaign to invite all of the Jamanayim listeners, indeed the uh, Jewish people and everybody who's interested around the world to join us mm-hmm. in producing this Haggadah. We'll talk about it in a few minutes, but to answer or address your comment directly right now, you could say it's irreverent, certainly because people can perceive comics as being something for uh, for, for kids uh, in the 50s, and there was even a ban on comics that was supposedly ruining young children's minds. But really? now it's become so ubiquitous in our society mm-hmm. that comics is a mainstream way of communicating ideas using the combination of words and pictures. And the difference between a storytelling, excuse me, a storybook Haggadah and a storytelling Haggadah is that in the storybook or the illustrated version, whether it's a lush manuscript from centuries ago or it's uh, taking stills from the Prince of Egypt or the Ten Commandments and putting into story form, right. with those books, you're getting text and pictures side by side. What we're doing for the very first time is using this medium of comics which combines, which fuses words and pictures using word balloons and illustrations and panels the way we've all seen it, right. in order to literally adapt and bring this story forward in a way where everybody will be able to access it and understand it. Because, you know, when you read the Haggadah, and most of us have done that over the past one or two evenings, <laughs> it can be a very obtuse book. You have four thousand years of history and it's jumping around on the, in the course of just one page you could have a scene that takes place in Tenebrock two thousand years ago you could have the exodus four thousand years ago and you could have a ritual that involves us today two thousand years later and it's all mashed up how right. do you make sense out of that and even the scene and the in, purpose of this is to do that right. e- even the scene in B'nai Brock did and I think all take place in one spot at one time because Rabbi Akiva lived later ah it's an excellent question, and there's so many questions, and I'm fortunate to have lots of scholarship, both in book form and in people form, to help me to understand this, to study this. There are so many different ways to interpret, so many ways to understand, and some of the stories are literal, and some of them are allegorical. The story you told, for example, without digging into the weeds, as they say, too much, how could those four or five rabbis have been together all in one place? Even from a historical standpoint, it's fascinating, because why weren't they gathered together in the Nasi, the president of the Sanhedrin's house? The, the protocol would have stated that you want to give respect to the most revered member of the Sanhedrin, so it would have been in his house, and yet it's not taking place in his house. Why? Because you have to look at this in a historical context. You have the Romans who were seeking out these people to kill them. So they held it in somebody else's house to try to throw the Romans off their path frankly, try to save their lives. And then soon after, the students came and said, you know, it's time to say the morning prayers because you've lost yourself in study, and we have to remind you that the Seder is over. Well, 
why were the students out there? What were they doing? Were they guarding? Perhaps mm-hmm. the, the rabbis were in a cave somewhere and they couldn't see sunlight. I mean, there's so much history and allegory, and, and it's just so wonderful. So imagine taking Marvel Comics-style artwork and literally depicting all of this using that comic book artwork and pairing it with the authentic 100% for real Pesach text, Pesach Haggadah text, and an original translation that we've commissioned from the brilliant David Olivestone, who I oh. believe was a colleague of yours, or perhaps he preceded you a little bit at the yes, OU. absolutely. in charge of publishing at the OU, and, uh, and mashing it all together into a package that will appeal to all ages, all backgrounds, all religions. Well, just just to add a little bit more gloss to that uh, David Olivestone reference, many people who may not know David's name know his work. He, he, w- he was the uh, director of communications at the OU uh, for quite a few years, uh, before my uh, before my three year stint there, and uh, David is the translator of the NCSY Bencher. That's right. So that's, that's, right. And to that's bring huge. This conversation full circle, even though we're only halfway there. Uh, of course, Nar Haiti is one of the songs that he put as part of uh, the list of songs. Right. Beikut at the end of the Bencher, and of course that's a song we referenced earlier in our conversation. That's right. That's right. Okay, so how how is this going to work? I mean, I'm telling you, as I mentioned, you you sent me a couple of panels of this. Uh, you you sent me uh, you sent me some you sent me the the uh, the little video that you did with your kids, which I, I would encourage everybody to play and, and watch, and we'll tell everybody to do that, right? Um, yeah. But how how does this work like where does it stand now what can people do to to uh to get involved in this project what's in it for them besides the obviously the um wonderful you know experience of seeing this next year i mean i can't imagine having any trouble keeping a kid sitting at the seder table with this with this haggadah this is just phenomenal Thank you. And I want to emphasize also keeping adults at the table as well. Oh, oh for because sure. Because it's going to be like, uh, you'll forgive the comparison, but if we succeed, and, and God willing, we will, it'll be like a great Bugs Bunny cartoon that <laughs> operates on two levels, where right. the adults are going to get one level of content and the kids will get another level of content. Right, right. So to answer your question about what people can do, we are today launching a crowdfunding campaign on the site Indiegogo. We will mm-hmm. post that link to JM and the AM very shortly. Included on that post will be the video that you referenced, which is a three-minute video describing what the project is and getting people really excited about it. It's done in the form of the four sons, or in my case, the four kids, since I have two girls, Ashira and Eliana, and two boys, Noam and Ori. Right. And they ask questions, and we answer them to talk about what the Haggadah Passover Haggadah graphic novel is going to be. There will be, as people who are familiar with crowdfunding campaigns, there will be incentives so people can donate what they are capable or wish to donate at certain levels and receive certain things in exchange. It's not unlike a JM and the AM fundraising marathon, if you will, only right. we're doing a graphic novel uh, as opposed to, in this case, raising money for JM and the AM, a very worthy cause, by the way. Right. So... Uh, when people go online, they'll be able to see all of that on the Indiegogo Passover Haggadah graphic novel site. Right. And in addition to that, we have an interesting innovation. We are paired with a not-for-profit organization so that when you contribute, you are actually donating a tax-deductible contribution. 
Excellent. So this is giving to Stucca as well as supporting an entertaining and educational product. Very nice. And what I'm doing right now, actually, I'm going to the JM and the AM app, the, the Nachum Siegel Network app right. right now, and I am going to add this. To, I'm going to add the link to your YouTube video, if this is okay with you, to the comments so that people who are on the app now can see that. Is that okay? Well, do me a favor. Wait yeah. until we have the final video up, and then you'll do it then. Ah, okay. I think the version that I sent you was still was a an, temporary version. was an earlier version, one? That version is going up very, very shortly. So, listeners, please bear with us. We literally stayed up all night. I want to give tremendous hakarata tov to Tsipora Ginsburg, my IT pro, mm-hmm. and Ellie Leibowitz, my uh, social media manager, and other members of the team who uh, literally pulled, uh, pulled all night uh, working on this. That's why I'm a little less coherent than I might otherwise be in order to have this ready for listeners to go for the next week. And we, we ask everybody during this period of Holomoid when hopefully you're vacationing and relaxing and you're going on your phone and searching through Facebook and whatever, uh, pass it on. Spread the word. This is going to be a year-long project, and we hope to have it ready. We intend to have it ready for next year. And we need your help to spread the word and, and make this a possibility. Whatever you can do, we certainly appreciate. And, Mayor, uh, something you said earlier uh, addressing the issue of comics, whether it's a, an appropriate medium, as it were, for doing a Passover Haggadah. Mm-hmm. And uh, to address that quickly, it's interesting that the modern media of the most ancient, I should say modern media, mm-hmm. of the most ancient storytelling with a Jewish twist is comics because you think of Stan Lee, you think of Siegel and Schuster, you think of the guys who created Superman and Spider-Man and everything else. They were Jewish people. And if anything, it's totally unnatural. We're bringing it full circle to use the prototypical modern storytelling medium to tell the story from the time of the Exodus, when you could say they were using hieroglyphics, which is the earliest type of storytelling. That's right. So when you're combining the story of the Exodus and hieroglyphics with comics, and it's both of them are Jewish stories to tell the ultimate Jewish story, it just feels so right. And, and you're, not even get, you're, uh, you're, not, you're not even going to have to work on getting those thought bubbles with the hammer and chisel. I mean, it's, it's much easier today. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Haven't thought of that. See, now that's why we're inviting other people to join in, because we're also going to be crowdfunding ideas. I'm sure lots of people have thoughts about how this should come about, and we want to make this uh, very uh, adaptable and user-friendly to the maximum number of people. So, once again, the Passover on a graphic novel, the crowdfunding campaign begins on Indiegogo shortly, and you can learn all about it and hopefully contribute what you can. Again, it's a tax-deductible donation. Our guest is Jordan B. Gorfinkel. He is uh, proposing a uh, fascinating... Fascinating graphic novel Passover Haggadah, and we're talking about that right now. Um, so you're saying it's on Indiegogo, or it's about to be, and so how can people see all of that? Is there a website also? Do people go to Indiegogo? What's the website? How do people find it there? Tell me what people should do. Thank you. So one of the ways to find it, obviously, is just to do a search. Go to Indiegogo, which is I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O, mm-hmm. and do a search for Passover Haggadah graphic novel, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. But you can also go to my JewishCartoon.com website. If you go to JewishCartoon.com slash Haggadah, all lowercase with an H at the end of Haggadah, 
we will have a forwarding straight to the mm-hmm. campaign site, and that makes it easy. So and while car- you're at it, if you want to read some great Jewish humor, mm-hmm. go to just plain old jewishcartoon.com, and you can read all the cartoons there. But it will be jewishcartoon.com slash Haggadah, or Haggadah if you prefer, and uh, we will post all of that very shortly and uh, link it to JM and the AM. Right. Okay, so um, the the Indiegogo, you said, what should people search for in Indiegogo? Just look for Passover Haggadah graphic novel. Or I bet if you just put in Passover Haggadah, that will be one of the first things that comes up. This is brand new to me as it is to all of our listeners, so uh, we're going to be figuring it out over the next day, but it will be up. Okay. I mean, I, I actually would... There's somebody, uh, let's see, that's not it. Yeah, I don't think you'll see it yet. Oh, okay. We wanted it up for the, in the context of our conversation right now, uh, but I believe we're just a few minutes behind. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, very good. Um, so, so this is quite interesting, and uh, I'm sure there'll be examples of the artwork as well, which is very exciting, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, Plenty of spreads and folds and original artwork. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. No, that's okay. And I was just going to say, and there's going to be that. There's going to be this uh, this great video you shot with your uh, you shot with your uh, kitchen cabinet of advisors. <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, the ones that, that are complaining bitterly that there's nothing to eat. Right. There's nothing. Everybody in, who has parents out there can relate right. to that. In 2016, imagine that. 2016 Pesach. There's nothing to eat. <laughs> I know. As I stand. In the kosher supermarket, resplendent with all of this food, including, you know, foodios and, and shawarma matzo and, and prepared food and kugels and everything else, my kids say, we're hungry, there's nothing to eat. It's amazing. In 2016, like, you're, like you're, you're, you're the, the thing that bubbles up that you must, you, you must want to say to them is, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that, uh, that I'm trying to do with this project, for example, is to bring in that modern experience. I want to assure people this is not going to be just a swords and sandals kind of thing right. where all you're seeing is Moses 4,000 years ago, and frankly, we've seen that scene many times before. I'm taking every possible opportunity and right. adapting the places in the story that urge us, as it says in the Torah, right? We're supposed mm-hmm. to see ourselves as if we ourselves came out of Egypt. Well, the purpose of this graphic novel is going to be in illustration form to do exactly that. To put yourself, to help you put yourself into that by letting you see what it looks like, and hopefully this will be the beginning of the conversation around your table to spark what you're supposed to be doing, which is to ask questions, to answer them, and to really feel the story as if it were happening to you. So there are many interesting places where we can bring that out. One of them, of course, I don't want to spoil anything. One of them, of course, is the Four Sons story. There are so many wonderful applications of that story and allegories again. And uh, we're going to, uh, to play with Jewish history, modern and ancient, and mash it all up together in new and interesting ways that I think people will find really interesting and profound. Absolutely. So uh, this is really going to be... Uh the, sto- the story told from the sensibilities of the present day as opposed to Cecil B. DeMille, call your office. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well said. 
Okay, so uh, our guest is Jordan B. Gorfinkel. Let me just tell everybody, you're tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, in Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world at jmtheam.org. Coming to you live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. And Jordan B. Gorfinkel and I are discussing uh, the upcoming graphic novel Passover Haggadah, which is uh, in going into production and can be produced with your help through an Indiegogo campaign that is raising funds for the uh, production and publication. And uh, the happens to be that for whatever technical reason, they're just a few minutes behind in getting all that stuff online. So we'll just repeat again how uh, everybody can find this a little bit later. And I'll also add that uh, as soon as you post this stuff, uh, I will uh, put it up publicly on my own Facebook page. So Mayor Fertig, M-A-Y-E-R-F-E-R-T-I-G, uh, if that helps anybody. But uh, JewishCartoon.com, correct? Jewish, yes, Jewish, Haggadah. right? JewishCartoon.com slash Agada with one G or two. Two G's. Two G's, but it's not there yet, is it? Because I'm looking and I don't no. see it. Okay. No, not yet. So that's we'll one thing, that. and you could also go to Indiegogo.com. That's I N D I E G O G O dot com, and search for Passover Haggadah graphic novel, and uh, a little bit in a little while you will see that there as well. And, of course, uh, enjoy the material. Feel free to share it on your social media platforms and help us get the word out about this amazing and exciting project. Uh, which I And I want to also uh, ask everyone out there who is part of an educational institution, who's part of a foundation, mm-hmm. who may be on a Passover program, running a Passover program, or perhaps you're a family with a number of members and you all want to have a new and interesting Haggadah for your Seder. This is something for everybody, and it will come into being with your participation. And one of the interesting uh, incentives that we are offering is the opportunity to actually literally put you into the story. We talked about it before, how figuratively you're supposed to see yourself as if you're in the story. Well, we are going to offer the opportunity for some contributors to be drawn into the story. Oh, that's great fancied yourself as being one of the people standing in the middle of the parted sea, we can do that. We can put you into that scene. Or if you want to, for example, be uh, the uh, the wise son or the simple son, or in the, the case of my oldest son, he wanted to be the wicked son, <laughs> uh, we can draw you into that as well. So it's a way of immortalizing your family as truly being part of this once-a-year, one-of-a-kind mitzvah of being part of the story. That is fantastic. Ah, I love it. I can't wait to see it. Um, it looks really good. Who, who's your artist? Great question. Our artist is Erez Sadok. Mm-hmm. Erez is an Israeli living uh, in the Tel Aviv corridor, and it took me a few months to actually find him and select him. Erez is one of the top graduates of the Betalel Academy of Art in Yerushalayim in Jerusalem. Right. And the way, let's put it this way, I knew that, uh, I've known for a while that I wanted to do this project, and it finally appeared on my schedule, I made it happen on my schedule, and I knew that I wanted to have an Israeli artist, because I'd worked on a project recently for the Steinhardt Foundation for their charter schools. Right. And we did this really cool Sesame Street in Jerusalem, where I designed a number of different families who all lived on this um, cul-de-sac 
and uh, uh, and we had maps and we had biographies and and uh, and we just brought them to life. And in succeeding grades within the charter school, kids will grow up with these families, and their stories will become more sophisticated. And the, the language they learn, and the culture that they learn about, and so forth, they'll learn through these families as they age up through the grades. In order to accomplish that. I needed to go to Jerusalem, and I went on a bicycle for two or three weeks, and I traveled every road and every back alley and tried to get to know the city as well as are possible. You, are you serious? And I want... Go ahead. That, are you serious? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's really what I did. Um, and there's so many stories I could tell from that, but I'll, I'll try to stay focused here for a moment. The, um, uh, so the, the purpose of doing that was to be able to really make Yerushalayim authentic in this project. So mm-hmm. that when I had my animation studio for Avalanche Comics Entertainment, I have a, a studio that does professional storytelling in the context of corporate communications and for right. uh, entertainment companies and so forth. And sometimes we work for foundations, so we were doing this project. And the um, uh, we wanted to make it as authentic as possible. So the way I determined to do that was I needed to have Israeli uh, artists and guides show me what it was really like. Because we were using an animation studio in Burbank, California, who had never been there, and there are little details that you don't realize that if you're not in Israel, right. you don't really get, like the doorknobs are different. <laughs> right. Or the way the curbs are painted with stripes and solid colors to indicate where there's a no-parking zone. You know, things like you have a, a, a tress or a trees, whatever it's called there, right. that you pull up to protect uh, your apartment from being extreme, extremely warm by the sun. And on and on and on, you know, you use a, a, a dude to, uh, to warm up uh, your, your water before you go into the shower. Right. Uh, all that sort of stuff. That so dude. I didn't want to have to go through the process of taking... Po- co- copious photo reference and explaining it to to uh, an artist who didn't have this experience in their blood. So I wanted an Israeli artist. So that way when I call for B'nai Brock, right. he's drawing B'nai Brock, whether he's drawing the ancient version or the contemporary version, he gets it. You know, exactly. it's, it's under his skin. So I was looking around for a really long time trying to find the best graphic novelist. And I, I came across these two, actually for a while, I had been uh, admiring these two wonderful artists, uh, Tomer and Asaf Panuka. Mm-hmm. I've seen their work in the New York Times and Entertainment Weekly. They are the preeminent illustrators uh, of graphic novel type art for uh, mainstream media. These, these two uh, Israeli guys. So I contacted them, and their schedule is super busy. They're really in demand, and, and they command a very high price, understandably, because they're so wonderful. Right. Um, and uh, and I couldn't get, but at least I had zeroed in. This is the style that I wanted. So I started looking around for that style. Long story short, I was in the UK. I was in England, um, and uh, uh, and I was standing in line uh, at a Jewish seminar uh, in the food line. And this guy in back of me, and we started talking. And he said, oh, graphic novelist, I, I really enjoy graphic novels myself. Have you ever seen the work of Lutu Madan? And I had not. It turns out she is a wonderful Israeli graphic novelist and cartoonist. She teaches at the Betzalel Academy. I Facebooked her. She replied. She said, there's one guy that you've got to <laughs> use as Aristotle. Wow. So I did this circuitous route to try to find this artist. And when I contacted Erez, 
right. he was the man. I mean, his talent was off the charts. I went to Israel. We hung out together. We worked through all the various different issues of layout and design and so forth, and we hit the ground running. That is fantastic. And so the uh, graphic novel Passover Haggadah is uh, underway, and everybody who's listening now and all of their friends on social media and all their relatives can participate as well. Later today, a little while from now, later today, check out Indiegogo.com. Do a search on Indiegogo.com for Passover Haggadah graphic novel and find out how you can get involved in this. And you said, Jordan, that even that some uh, contributors could even uh, gain the right to be drawn into this graphic novel, Passover Haggadah. Uh, people That's can, right. So if you want to be the goat in Haggadah, <laughs> let me know. People can go to jewishcartoon.com slash Haggadah, two G's, H at the end. And uh, a little while from now, that will be uh, a link uh, to this as well. And uh, certainly I will uh, be among the first to put this up on social media and share this with my friends. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the entire project. So Jordan B. Gorfinkel, uh, thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you for having me on. Uh, thanks to Nachum and Miriam for arranging it. Uh, it's all, and, uh, it's all of our once pleasure. Again, thanks to my tremendous team for putting in such amazing work to Seaport Ginsburg, to David Allstone, to Ellie Leibowitz, Fabrice uh, Sapolsky in France, who was our designer for this section of the project, and uh, of course, my family uh, and DC Comics and the New York Jewish Week for making Jewish cartooning a uh, profound part of my life. And of course, AM and the AM and the Stunt Show. Tune in to The World According to Gorf once a month or so on the Stunt Show on this stream. Absolutely. It seems to me, by the way, that your trip around Israel on, uh, around Jerusalem on a bike should be the subject of a Stunt Show. Will it be? Uh, you know, did I do a recording when I did that? You know, I'll just have to do it again. Every time I go, <laughs> I, I figured out the best parking place in the world. I'm not going to tell it because then everyone will know. Yeah. But I figured out where you can park for free in Yerushalayim all day, not get a ticket, not worry about anything happening to your car. It's beautiful. So what I do is I, my sister lives in Modi'in. I throw a bicycle in the back of the car. I drive to the spot in Yerushalayim. Right. I park the car for the day. I take the bicycle out. Oh, I, yeah, there's a great story also about uh, riding up to um, Birkat Kohanim on, uh, on Sukkot with a bicycle and, and climbing up and whatever. There's all kinds of stuff. But you anyway, are, it's enough for now. You are the, so, sec- uh, you are the second yeah. guy I've interviewed on the radio in like two and a half weeks who's told me about riding around Israel on a bicycle. Oh, it's the best. And for people who do the Aleen ride, that's something that I right. aspire to do. You know, you know about yeah, that sure, one? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and then also I'm, uh, I teach the Jewish Cartoon Workshop, which is a, a seminar that I bring to summer camps all over the country. And we literally do uh, the Parsha Shavua in comics, and then I collect the kids' comics into a comic book that we then hand out to the entire camp on Arab Shabbat in order for everybody to learn Parshat Ashavua from comics. It's another one of the things that I do. That's great. So uh, I'm associated with Camp Ramah, and Ramah also has uh, an annual bike ride that's taking place right around now to uh, to raise money for Ramah and, of course, to support Israel. So it all ties together, Mayor. It's storytelling, it's Judaism, it's Israel, it's music, it's JM and the AM. It's cartooning. It's the Passover. I got a graphic novel. And you know what? I don't think I will go to sleep for another two days. I'm pumped. I want to keep doing this stuff. Best of luck. This sounds like an amazing project. Please let me know as soon as it's online, and I will, uh, I'll do my part in terms of sharing it on social media. And uh, let's, uh, let's uh, play you out with some music from uh, the Acapella Treasury, Yom Tov, which, uh, which you produced. And this is uh, Visamachta, right? Correct. 
All right. Jordan B. Gorfinkel, as I said, one of the most creative guys I know. Thanks for joining us. Chag Sameach. Thank you so much. Say, should we play Hanukkah music now? That wasn't what we intended. Nah, I don't think so. We'll play something else from the Maccabees, though. I wanted to play Dianu. We'll have that coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, but first, why don't we go to... Uh, this is an album called Hadrin Allah. And it is from Yeshivas Eish Kodesh. And uh, it's Kadshenu with your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
album Yismach Melech, it's the last track, Adir Adirenu, words, words from the uh, end of Kedusha of Musaf on the Yom Narayim. Beautiful song. J.M. in the A.M. on this Monday, April 25th, the 17th of Nisan, Cholomoid Pesach, day one, well, day two if you're in Israel, but day one in Chutzla. All right, so the second day in the counting of the Omer, and uh, thank you for starting your day. Thank you for spending some time with us here at JM in the AM. For those uh, learning Daf Yomi, today is Kedushin Mem Hey. And uh, we have about 26 minutes left on this Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. Nachum is off for the week. My name is Mayor Fertig. Matis Weingas here tomorrow and Wednesday. And then I'll be back on Thursday for the Erev Yom Tov edition of JM in the AM, as well as the following Monday for the Back to School and Back to Work. And then Nachum back next Tuesday, Bezran Hashem. That is the big plan. That was Adir Adirenu, as we said, from Shlomo Katz. Before that, 
Uh, before that, we heard uh, Ma'ashiv and Shabchi from Lipa from 2006. That's pretty old. From his album, The Crow et Hahalel from 2006. Dayenu before that uh, from the Maccabees. A very exhaustive survey of musical genres from the Maccabees. And Kadshenu from uh, the album Hadrin Alach from Yeshivas Eish Kodesh. That started off that uh, four-song segment, I guess, here at JM in the AM. 8.35 on this Monday. And the link to the video, if you were listening to my conversation with Jordan B. Gorfinkel before about his excellent, amazing-sounding graphic novel, Passover Haggadah Project, that's going live on Indiegogo.com in a little while, you can see a link about the project um, on YouTube now. And there is a link on the app in the comments. I put it up. It's the top comment currently on the uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network app. So you can go right there and get that uh, get that link. This is funny. Um, about an hour ago, listener Trucker Yitz writes on the app, 90.1 is a strong signal now on Route 209, which is always nice to hear. Thank you, Trucker Yitz. And uh, a little while later, um, a listener uh, named Cohen GL responds about 10 minutes ago. He writes, Trucker Yitz, NachumSiegel.com is strong here in San Antonio, Texas. Moadim Lesimcha. So that's great. People listening all over the country, all over the world. And keep it up. You can listen anywhere at all on uh, with your smartphone on the Nachum Siegel Network app, of course, at NachumSiegel.com or jmtheam.org. And we'd love to hear about people listening all over the place. And uh, Nachum could tell you, and his staff could tell you, many, many stories and many, many exotic locales of where people are tuning in to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. 8.37 on this Monday, April 25th. And let's continue with one of the classics of Hallel. Here is Mordechai Ben David with Ma'ashiv. Oh 
in the AM, Mordechai Ben David with Ma'ashiv. Coming up, we'll hear Ari Goldwag with Minha Meitzar. And uh, we were just telling you about about the uh, the great comments on the Nachum Siegel Network app. First from Trucker, Trucker Yitz on Route 209, saying the 90.1 signal is strong. And then uh, Cohen GL from uh, San Antonio, Texas, saying how the signal on NachumSiegel.com is strong there. Of course it is. I should hope so. But uh, Ari Solomon wins uh, wins the day. He he writes, The signal is very strong on the trails of the Ben Shemen Forest. Thanks, Mayor, always for the great biking music. Mohadim l'simcha. <laughs> so Ari, Ari wins. 8.42 on JM in the AM, Monday morning. And let's continue with Ari Goldwag. Minha mates our words from hollow at your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. We are just about getting ready to wrap things up. That was uh, two tracks in a row from uh, from Sons of Safam. We heard Yevarech et Beit Yisrael, and uh, I'm sorry, we heard Kile Olam Chazdo and Pitchuli Ana Adoshem from the Sons of Safam CD from a bunch of years ago. You are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listener sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Coming to you live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Just for fun, we've been uh, on Facebook Live on my Facebook page, Mayor Fertig, at Mayor Fertig, I guess it is, on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to Jordan B. Gorfinkel for uh, joining us to discuss his uh, graphic novel, Passover Haggadah, which is is, uh, being produced with the help of a lot of people. The link is going up on Indiegogo.com, and you can see a link to a video about it on the NSN, on, on the NSN app. Easy for me to say. Uh, Matis Weingast is here tomorrow and Wednesday. I'll be back on Thursday. And until next time, everybody, this is Mayor Fertig reminding you, not everybody can have a snappy sign-off.